Welcome to the Business Developers Network, where today's leading business developers share and learn innovative business development concepts to generate greater value for their businesses. Hosted by Artie Ruderman, Principal of Innovative Growth Solutions. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. And now please welcome your host of the Business Developers Network, Artie Ruderman. Good morning. I promise you a very interesting show today, just from our pre-interviews alone. So uh, first, we actually have two guests today, Jason Moss, CEO of Georgia Manufacturing Alliance, and Randy Sneed, VP of Business Development for Loud Security. So we're going to start with having a conversation with Jason, and I'm going to allow Jason to do his own introduction, but I'm going to speak a little bit about Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. But I do want to say this to Jason, and and I sincerely mean this. I have a prior meetings or association with Jason. Our company I represent, Aditech, is a member of the Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. And I have to tell you, there are many associations that you attend and you're always looking for that warm prospect, a warm referral. Um, Georgia Manufacturing Alliance produces. And the reason it produces is because of Jason. And I sent a uh, recommendation to your LinkedIn. I don't know if you know this or not, just the other day, talking about your vision, the relevance, and how hard you work and the innovation to the organization. I really admire you and the organization. So let me tell you about the organization. While a regional sales representative for a 3D CAD software company, Jason discovered in Georgia that most manufacturers served a very small segment of the overall manufacturing space. Jason realized if the industry leaders would create a strategic alliance, the entire manufacturing community would benefit. So in 2008, he founded the Networking Manufacturing, an association called it MFG, but I assume you mean manufacturing. Mm -hmm. Yep. An association with the mission of connecting, educating, promoting manufacturing companies throughout Georgia. In 2011, he reconfigured and renamed the organization Georgia Manufacturing Alliance, GMA. Mm-hmm. And it has grown to six chapters throughout the state with over 250 members. And I think by the end of next year, you're going to double that. Right, right. At that's, least, that's at least after the show. Right, I, right. That's the plan. <laughs> the GMA staff and chapter directors coordinate plant educational workshops and networking events for members to share and learn best business practices from their peers. This year's plant tours include work world-class manufacturers, including Fortune 500 companies, R.R. Donnelly, Clorox, Kia, Olympia Steel, Savannah D., Southwire, Yamaha, and the list goes on. Jason, please introduce yourself to our listeners. All right. I tell you, I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Artie, for the opportunity. Uh, Anytime we have the opportunity to talk about GMA, that's that's what we love to do. Like Artie had mentioned, I founded the organization in 2008 with the sole focus to help connect manufacturers and give them the opportunity to meet with each other and support Supporting manufacturers is what we do, and we do that through plant tours, networking events, and educational sessions. And in uh, 2017, we had a little over uh, 3,000 people attend events that I hosted, and I hosted 115 events around the state. And through that, what we what we had the opportunity to see world class manufacturing. You know, we had had a chance to to take industry professionals into to uh, world class manufacturing so that they could see best practices in action. Is being able to see those things in action, see what's going on, so that they can take those practices back to their facility and implement the the strategies there. 
you're talking about GMA. I wanted yes. you to talk about yourself. And the reason, ah, the I reason I say that is we sure. had an interesting conversation where you told me about yourself and mm-hmm. you told me about, if I remember, your, your dad was in the military mm-hmm. and you kind of moved around Georgia a little bit. Well, it's kind of the military. My dad was a Southern Baptist preacher. And... <laughs> <laughs> pretty close to the same thing. Uh, we moved around a lot, and uh, you know, as he went through seminary and you know, college and seminary, and, and a couple couple uh, pastoral opportunities around the, um, the southeast, I was actually tired of moving around so much. You know, you know, being I went to seven different schools in twelve years of school, and man, I was just wore out from being a road warrior. I learned to make friends really quick. Didn't plant real deep roots, but prided them quickly. And um, I, I, I saw that I, I just wanted to kind of take a break from the 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 constant move so i joined the military little novel idea right they they said i could well they didn't say anything i just did what they said <laughs> um, so uh, uh i loaded bombs on f-16s during desert storm i was thankful for the t- opportunity i had to serve my country and found out that the career probably wasn't the best career move in the world to be a you know i mean again i loaded bombs on f-16s there wasn't a lot of demand for that on the outside when i got done <laughs> but uh, i tried to work this deal out with delta and eastern but neither one of them would take me up on it you know we're gonna take, take, take the competition out but uh, uh but i ended up getting in, into uh cad software i, I took a, a drafting class at gwinnett county computer-aided drafting started off on autocad release 11 sat down never had taken a drafting class before i sat down first night behind the computer screen and said and I just fell in love with the industry I, I was like man you can get paid doing this this is pretty cool and became a drafter and, and took every course that Gwinnett Tech offered and ended up teaching out there and loved the industry and one thing led to another I figured out that I didn't didn't do real well behind the desk I got just a little too much gypsy in my blood I like going around and, and seeing different things so I got into software sales and sold engineering software started off with AutoCAD and then progressively moved into SolidWorks 3D CAD software over the years and and, uh, and I just saw that there was a need for manufacturers to connect with each other and, and, and build relationships. So back the story up a little bit, 1999 and 2000, I was started my career in software sales, took about a seven-year break from software sales and got into network marketing, multi-level stuff, built a pretty good-sized organization nationwide. I built about 4,500 people in my organization, and I'd go around and do the seminars and, and, and that kind of thing. And when that company went away, I ended up getting back into software sales and was looking for an opportunity to network. I fell in love with business-to-business networking, Chamber of Commerce, PowerCore, BNI. Those are all fun. Those are a whole lot more fun than doing cold calls. So I was trying to get back into into networking while I was in a software sales capacity, and there just wasn't any networks out there. So I, I, I kicked the organization off in 2008. That was the reason that I started it. Now, when you started it, Jason, because we're going to drill down on, on the business development side of Georgia Manufacturing Alliance. So you had a job. Did you kind of like build the first organization, I think was called? Networking MFG. Right. Right. Yep. Right. So were you kind of one foot in um, well, software I was sales? Using, yeah, I was actually using networking MFG. Uh, I was kind of, you know, honestly, because I had done so much, so many events, I, I kind of liked front of the room time and, and, and doing presentations and, and, and building groups. I was kind of jonesing for some front of the room time. So I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just start this organization. And I've seen things in networking that worked and some that didn't. And I was using uh, yeah, a design GMA or networking MFG at the time to be able to connect these industry leaders together. I was doing it, you know, part-time. I mean, it was something that there, I was doing on the side. Mm-hmm. So I did that for two years, and then what happened was, if you if you count the time back from 2008, was not a great time in the economy. Mm. Survived a couple years in software sales, and people just weren't spending money on on software like they, they had in the past, software and 3D printers and that kind of thing. So, fast forward, that opportunity wrapped up, 
to be in software sales, so I didn't have a product to sell. Right? <laughs> I didn't have a product. I had built this organization. We were meeting monthly. I was bringing in speakers each month, and we were making network. And I reached out to my guys and said, hey, you know, I don't have a horse in a race. I mean, this is I don't have something to sell to this group, although I love you guys and I enjoy the, the camaraderie and, you know, the things that we're learning together. Do we really need to keep this thing going? And, and several of my leaders came to me and said, we would not be in business today had it not been for the work that we got from networking MFG. So whatever you're doing, you're doing right. We want to keep it going. And that kind of that wow. kind of spun up the next level. I'm what like, a testimonial. Well, yeah. I'm like, if we're going to do this thing, we're going to bring it on. And that night we had about 40 people in the room. And this is kind of where one of the little challenges came up. I went through and, and I said, if we're going to grow it, I need your help to figure out who we can attract to the organization and grow the organization. It, it, it turned from a hobby to a business, right? And I'm like, we're going to run this thing and make it happen, but I need your help doing it. I don't know all the people, and, 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 and most of the people in the room had good contacts and connections, so I leveraged that, and I said, I'm going to take, everybody get out a pen and a piece of paper. I want you to write down the top 10 companies that you know that are manu, you know manufacturing in Georgia that have products, consumer products, that people could you know buy at Walmart or Home Depot. Whoever could come up with the most over 10, I was going to take the dinner anywhere in Atlanta. Did I not say this man had vision <laughs> and innovation? Well, well, I was excited about it till about two minutes in and everybody had laid their pens down <laughs> and looking at me like I had lost my mind because I dared to ask them who they knew. Well, they wanted to help, but they just didn't know. And nobody in the room could come up with more than six products that were made in Georgia. And uh, these are professional salespeople. These are Very. you know manufacturers. <laughs> these folks ought to know. And when the room went silent, I knew that there was an opportunity there. So from there, we went. Every, now, now that was, the neat part about it was, was everybody had a different six, right? So we broke out a whiteboard and got everybody to share the names and the contacts and the people that they knew. We ended up with 50 companies on the board. And it was, it was good because then we had a target market to go to. And we helped grow GMA from that. But I, when I saw that, that, there was still a huge opportunity because if, if these guys didn't know and they're professionals in the industry, what does the general consumer know? And I've been asking that question all around the state ever since. I've given – now I do it now with a $100 bill. And go into the Chamber of Commerce, pop a $100 bill in the front of the room, say I give this first person to give me name more than five. Oh, I got six. Right. Yeah, you got six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, we, we qualify that with if you've ever heard this before you don't yeah because because we give people the opportunity to learn what those are and and so so we have the organization that supports manufacturing but now we're really making a huge push in to help get connected to consumers that can buy things every day so the buy from georgia program has been launched from that to help encourage people to buy things local and gives them the education and the knowledge of the things that are made here. We'll, we'll drill down that, or at least you can talk about that more. Sure. But what you just talked about is the very essence of business development, because there you are looking at an abyss, really. I mean, the, the economy is crashing and your organization at that point is not floundering, but it's not going forward. And yet you took that opportunity with a vision and became a leader and the people around you saw you as a leader. That's a very important lesson for anyone out there that's listening that's trying to grow an organization. Right. Yeah, the one thing I would encourage people to do is always keep your eyes open. I believe that thoughts are things, and I think that God gives us those things, you know, and it's it's up to us to do with those things, with the skills and abilities we have, do the best of, best with it. That's that's living life the way it's designed for. But so, you have to make sure they're behind you. Right, right, and, right. And you were able to do that. That's yeah. you, you had so, the idea, the concept, and you won your 
manufacturers. Yeah, and that, that that concept, you know, although I had been working with manufacturers for years, I was that concept came from, believe it or not, sitting in the Walmart parking lot, two thousand eight economy was in the toilet everybody was just screaming that the world was coming to an end mm-hmm. because right the economy blew up we're not going to be able to survive through that unemployment was through the roof nobody was being able to uh, you know, get jobs the economy was blowing up and to back that up i was sitting in this parking lot i was driving around trying to find a spot and all the spots were full and I looked at the doors, and the doors were coming out, and the buggies were full. If the buggies are full and the economy's in the toilet, there's a disconnect. We are spending money. We continue to spend money and continue to spend money today. We're spending money, but we're buying things that are not made here. So so at one time, economic infusions to help support the economy worked, but that was only when we bought things that were made here. So there was the disconnect, and that's what we wanted to connect people to Ch- buy things local. Jason, I, honestly, I we can continue this conversation for a half an hour, an hour, or more, and there's so much that I had written down that I wanted to ask you about, but I'm running short on time and want to introduce Randy. But just very quickly, I, I think you answered the question about how you developed the company and where the company is going. Let, I'll let you uh, give the contact information. But you have a very interesting window and you need to keep this short mm-hmm. within 30 yeah. seconds. Where do you see manufacturing, uh, not just in Georgia, but right now in, in the in United States, given the Trump administration? Right. Uh, manufacturing, the opportunity is, I've never been more excited. The opportunities are there. Manufacturers are through the roof. They can't find people right now. Hall County's got a 2.4% unemployment. Everybody that's that wants to work's working. So making sure that we, we, we build our systems in a, such a way that we're putting good people to work and given a good salary and, and, and good pay for more technical work. The training, the workforce development is a big issue that we're facing, but the opportunity, again, it's awesome. Just a, a, a thought or two that you would like to end on and contact information. Well, we're going to be doing uh, the Buy From Georgia Proclamation Governor deal for the fifth year. He'll be presenting us the Buy From Georgia Proclamation. We'd encourage anybody that wants to get in, uh, that's in, in the manufacturing space that wants to help us stand on the Capitol steps June the 20th. You do need to register online at buyfromgeorgia.com. You can click on the About Us tab, and down at the bottom of that, it has a link for registration. It's free to attend, but we do need registration. The Buy From Georgia Proclamation, we're going to be doing 18 plant tours in 18 days throughout the month of July. If you want to go see how things are made, it's a great opportunity for general consumers to come in and see see that. I, um, I'm just going to yep. interject, and then I need to end. When you just said 18 plant tours in, in July alone, how many events does GMA have a year, Jason? Yeah, we'll do probably 130 this year. 130. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Thanks. Jason. Thank Thanks you for the very much. Randy? <laughs> Somebody call me. Wake me up. Wake me up. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jason just stole the show. I may as well just leave. <laughs> you know, from what I know of you already, <laughs> you know, I'm going to start with a, with an introduction to loud security and, and allow you to I- introduce yourself uh, properly, too. Uh, I first met loud through John Loud, mm-hmm. namesake of Loud Security, and uh, kind of larger than life personality. Loud Security is locally owned. It's uh, operated out of Atlanta, but I, I think you're in about how many states? I want to say 17 states. Seven. Yeah, yeah, we we go through a dizzying array of acquisitions, and we grab people from all over. So you know, it's kind of one of those things where we're just about everywhere. Right. Thank you. Loud ex- expanded its product line as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have access control, commercial fire systems, whole household audio 
theater rooms, home automation, uh, new construction wiring, central vacuum, right? Oh, yeah. And, so, we, and we're introducing a, very, a new concept called Life Safety Facility Manager. And what that does is it basically gives all the facility managers out there a throat, one throat to choke type concept, right? So we can run all your extinguishers, all that kind of stuff, your hoods, your all that stuff that a, that a commercial facility manager has to deal with with separate contracts. We can roll all of those into one contract. And that way you got one phone number to call. You got one operational team to schedule. And and, and it's really an interesting concept. Well, we're going to get to that because I have yeah. in my notes talking about innovation because talking about an industry with disruption innovation, my heavens. Uh, but loud security has seemed to have navigated that and thrived in that very well. But I want to kind of go back to the, the grassroots a little bit. And then when you joined uh, where the organization was and where you took it from there. Uh, but before we get there, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my, my name is Randy Sneed. I've been in the electronic security industry well, 25 plus years. I get it. Sometimes I try not to count so much. But uh, uh, And uh, I first uh, I went to college and uh, graduated from Troy State University, now Troy University, and I have a Bachelor of Science in Journalism. And after I graduated, I took a commission as a second lieutenant in the United States Army. Spent my whole five years in, uh, in Germany. Tough duty. It was real tough duty. But my father my father's retired Air Force, and uh, he, he's in for 23 years. So I went to elementary school in the Philippines, high school in England. And then when I graduated with the Army, I was a lieutenant stationed in Germany. So, yeah, I, I love the, the travel. Similar to you there, Jason. Mm-hmm. So you graduated with a degree in journalism. Mm-hmm. Did you get involved in journalism? <laughs> I do journalism every day. It's what's so unique about being a journalism guy. You do it every day. It's all it's your, it's your mode of, of communication, right? Uh, it's how you it's how you write your emails. How many times, how many emails a day do we write? It's all making sure you got the who, what, where, when, why, and how into your email, right? That's how you communicate. And communication these days is face it is either through your smartphone or through the email or both, right? At any given time, so you got to be concise, short, sweet, and concise in what you're trying to let someone know because that may be your only chance. Who, what, where, and when, and how in and a 240 character tweet? That's it, amazing. It, it, it is, but you got to practice it. <laughs> although they, although they did expand the characters there. So let, let's uh, jump ahead to when you joined Loud. Where where was Loud in the market? And explain the security industry from pre-joining it to where it is. So those are two different things, where Loud was and where the industry was. Yeah, the, the industry's like any other industry. When the economy starts getting good, you look, you got the, you know, you got people that you go in a series of acquisitions where it'd be national, international companies. Or they're, they're buying each other and positioning and all that. I happened to be with Protection One at the time when that happened, and ADT Protection One merged. Mm-hmm. And when they merged, sometimes you get fallout, sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. That's just the way it is, right? And uh, I just didn't, I didn't make it when they, when they did the selection. So through some vendors that I've worked with for years and years and years, they said, hey, you need to grab this guy. Okay. So and I went to talk to John and here I am over a year later. And I want to appreciate the promotion you gave me to vice president, but I'm really director of sales. <laughs> <laughs> I hope John's listening. John, I'll take that paycheck in his paycheck. But yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to him for you. So but again, in uh, relation to the industry and the innovation that was happening at the time, because you joined them what year? Uh, last year, June of last year. My year. heaven. So the, a revolution of innovation happening. Yeah, well, it's funny because we were talking about this uh, yesterday with one, one, one of my friends. And, and the thing about this is so we're talking about the technology. Yes. Technology is evolving at such a rate that there's no way possible for you to keep people trained, keep them up to speed from a technology aspect, your, your service technicians and all of that. So it's, it's like, and everyone's wanting everything 
now. Okay, they want they want everything on their phone. I want to be able to turn my thermostat on. Let me do all that stuff now, right? And so we're evolving. And the good thing about the loud security is that John recognized that and knows he's got the big companies. It's like turning an aircraft carrier. Have a very difficult time turning it. Takes a while to do that. The smaller, more you know, more lean and mean companies can pivot. And right now, the need to pivot in this industry is paramount. You've got to be able to turn on a dime because things are changing at such a rate. And the residential security market is become, because you know, you guys hear it every day, right? You get blasted. You got 1895, 1995, whatever it is, right? Confusion sets in when you got that much information. We are the information age, but the danger of that is you get too much information and your mind turns into scrambled eggs. You can't you can't decipher what is, what is pertinent and what is not. And so what's happening is people are getting confused about what's going on. All they hear when it's all when it all shakes out, it's free, 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 free. Well, we all I like know. free. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> but it's either pay me now or pay me later in right. residential. That's what's going on. And, uh, and and but so but John realized, hey, if you want to really grow organically, you need to do it through the commercial market. And that's where my strength is. My strength comes mm. from the commercial side of the mm-hmm. business. And so we brought on some people uh, that followed me around. I guess it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know, right? And so these guys come with me, and they've been working with me for years. And and what they've done is is that they've increased the market share. And I had a, a lunch meeting yesterday, as a matter of fact, with uh, one of our um, huge distributors, our, our biggest distributor, and our business is up over 30% organically from last year to this year. And that just tells you. And what that boils down to, not enough feet on the ground. If you want to get out and sell your product, push your wares, whatever that may be, you've got to have people feet on the ground. You've got to get in front of customers. Well, that's that's interesting because we're talking business development mm-hmm. concepts. And um, I, I was uh, reached by a um, software developer, and they have an app that they want to promote. And when I did my research, it's not a vanilla app, but there are others like it. And the concept there is, you know what? You don't really necessarily have to be the best, but you need to be out there knocking on doors and knocking on as many as possible to grow your market share. Well, absolutely. And there's one thing about it, too, we're talking about the, the evolution of technology. And I know it's, I can speak specifically to mine, but I know other industries are, are having the same issue. you got to use your resources. I don't expect my sales representatives to be an expert on everything, but I do expect them to know the phone number of the person that is. Okay, that is key. Utilize your resources. Know, you know, if, if I'm going to go out and close a big access control system, I'm going to bring the manufacturer's representative with me so they can talk to the people like the IT people. Our business is turning into IT, whether we like it or not. Yeah, We all sell the same widgets, right? We drive IT. That's it. Exactly right. That's what we do. And that's why the, the loud security and companies of the like type can pivot and make that happen. Then you can you call upon your resources and you can move into there. Instead of worrying about this or that or the other, worried about this, you just you can react quickly. So I, what you're saying is in this age of, of disruptive innovation, a company, uh, 15 states is, is more than just a small operation, yeah, yeah. but it's navigable that you could change so you could offer customization to your clients quickly? Yes, exactly. Because the, you can put away all of those national sales agreements with all these vendors and all this where maybe some of these suppliers that you have aren't, haven't caught up or haven't haven't pivoted enough for the technology. You may be selling a product that's already outdated. You've got to have the flexibility to be able to recognize what that is, okay? And you do that by being out there in front of the customers, hearing what they have to say, not trying to dictate what, they, what you want 
them to good hear, point right? good point and so you find that out and then you find out because now we got google it's a why would you even need a library you could have got the whole every information that ever was on your phone now find out who those people are to move on it's a technology world and our industry for the most part is trying to evolve but the the larger companies i think it's just by the pure bureaucracy of who they are they're having some difficulty with that but i think that but i think they're they're making headroads to make that happen but you've got to recognize that that it's out there technology is booming it's a i mean my head spins every time i think about what we have and what we're offering i'm thinking, well let's find out what the customer wants excuse me and let's find that fix and then let's go and then utilize those resources that are there with that trend-setting company to make things happen well in the time remaining why don't you tell us a little bit of how we can contact your organization oh absolutely if you look at uh, the, the loud security website john loud's cell phone is on that website that's almost unheard of let's think about that right we got modern technology at old fat with old-fashioned service the owner and president of the company you can call on his cell phone okay and so and you can call me on mine i'm gonna give it to you right now 770-769-8455 okay and loudsecurity.com i'm randy sneed i'm the director of sales i'd love to hear from you just give me an opportunity give loud security opportunity um, visit our website and like the page whether you like me or not doesn't matter like the page okay <laughs> <laughs> I think we like it. <laughs> it's good to be like. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Well, thank you. We're going to wrap it up. This is uh, another show of Business Developers Network. And remember to keep on developing your business. On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, we want to thank our guests, sponsors, and you, the audience, for joining us on the Business Developers Network. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. Today's broadcast can be heard on demand on your favorite internet channels, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and across the PBC syndicated networks. We invite you to share the show using the posted social media links and join Artie Ruderman and his guests on the next episode of the Business Developers Network. 